This is a special day at the bridge, and I don't want to take too much time introducing what's going to happen today, but let me just share a couple of thoughts with you. The Bridge Church is involved in ministry, not just here in our valley, not just across the country, but literally all over the world. We sponsor, help sponsor uh, missionaries who are ministering in Central America, South America, Africa, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, really pretty much all over the globe. And one of our favorite people, who's someone we've been connected with at the Bridge for a long time, is Keith Hershey and his wife Heidi, and they're here with us today. And we'll be talking more about what they do during the service and all the areas of the world that they're involved in. And you know, we as a Bridge Church every year take on a couple of projects with worldwide ministry, and we're going to take on one today, and they're going to be talking about it in a little while. But first of all, before I introduce them, let's just take a moment and watch a short video that will tell you a little bit about their ministry and what they're doing right now. Hello, friends. The gospel is all about gift. God gave Jesus as a gift to reconcile everyone everywhere. And when we believe and receive, we too become a gift to our world. Since 1984, Mutual Faith has gifted ministry teams, life centers, mission centers, and life homes in Africa, Asia, Latin America, and the Middle East. Each campus, each team member is a gift to the community and to their world. Kids are rescued, kids are educated, refugees are restored, life centers are built, leaders are trained, and most importantly, the gospel is preached. Right now, we continue to build life centers in Africa. Right now, we are building village churches in the Philippines. Right now, we are supporting orphans at our life homes. We educate disadvantaged kids and refugees in Lebanon. Right now, we are sustaining many campuses for life-giving gospel teaching all over the world. Your missions partnership and friendship makes all the difference. Together, as we join our faith, we can be gifts to the world. Let's give a bridge welcome to one of my favorite people, Keith Hershey. Bless you, my brother. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hello, everybody. What a great, great honor and treat to be with you all today. I tell you, when I received the invitation from your wonderful pastor, I was so blessed to be reunited with you all again. I have so many wonderful memories of the saints of Temecula. And uh, probably for about 30 years or so, you all have been so kind to Heidi and I. And you can see the fruit of your love and your faith and, of course, uh, the seeds of this great congregation over so many years. But uh, we're, we're honored to be an extension of your love and an extension of your life in the nations of the world. And I have to tell you, I was just whispering to your pastor here on stage, I just came back from Lebanon on Monday night. So I'm just uh, recalculating my, my inner time clock. But... I've been gone for a couple of weeks. We just hosted our huge Kingdom Fiesta event. With, we brought in delegates uh, for a leadership conference. We flew in 25 people from Egypt, over 100 people from Syria. And, of course, uh, God's doing such a great work in that whole region. And then, of course, we have a school there, 240 kids a day, most of them Syrian refugee kids. And 
just trying to invest the truth of God's view of them in Christ. See, when we see ourselves not according to ourselves, we can finally get comfortable with the beauty of the Lamb of God. And that's why I think this week is so so powerful and so important for all of our lives. So I hope you have a great time of reflection on the Father's love today and throughout this week as we celebrate the risenness of the Lamb of God. Because the truth of you is all found in Him, in Jesus and His death and Jesus in his rising is God's opinion of you. You've been reconciled to God, and by faith you've received the beauty of the blood of the Lamb, and what, uh, what he's done for us in our lives is just magnificent. So we're honored to be here, and uh, I want to talk to you a little bit, not about all the different campuses around the world, but I want to talk to you a little bit about the Philippines. Uh, this is something I know that's very dear to your pastor's hearts as well. And I'm going to do it uh, with this whole concept that you see on the screen. Gifts uh, to the world. Gifts uh, to the world. There's a verse in Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, in verse 15, it says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I love this, this phrase. Thanks be unto God for his indescribable gift. Now, all of us like gifts, do we not? All of us like birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, gifts for any occasion for that matter. But uh, most of the gifts that we've received are gifts you can describe. Recently, Heidi and I celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary, and uh, we're still together by the grace of God, loving one another. But uh, the, the year before our 35th anniversary, our house was broken into. And they ransacked a lot of things, and they stole all of Heidi's uh, jewelry. Not that her jewelry was ever very expensive, but it had memories from around the world. I'd buy her little costume jewelry and things, but she lost all of it. So on her 35th, our, our 35th wedding anniversary, I decided to go to a store and pick out some, some nicer jewelry, you know. And uh, I gave it to her. She liked it. And I said, listen, Heidi, if you stay with me another 35 years, I promise you we'll get everything restored back to its normal levels. But, uh, but you know, even though I got her a nice little uh, earrings and ring and bracelet, or, uh, you know, it's, it's describable. It's a describable gift. What God has given to you in Christ is indescribable. How do you put human words to the fact that you and me were the righteousness of God? How do you define that? How do you tell the truth of that to somebody else, that what God has done in Christ, uh, you know, taking our sin, not counting our trespasses against us, how do you describe that? You have to believe it by faith. And so I want to talk to you a little bit this morning during this holy week. As Jesus went into Jerusalem, he set his face, he set his heart to go and be the, 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 the gift that the whole world needs. And he made a decision willfully to do it. And so we want to talk about the gifts to the world that he is to us, but also the gifts to the world that we are to him and that we are one to another. You all know very well how John in his gospel talks about God so loved the world that he gave in John 3, 16, Jesus. And whoever would believe Jesus and receive Jesus has everlasting life. You know that verse, but the gospel is all about gift. It's not about merit. 
It's not about qualifying. It's about the revelation of being pre-approved. It's about understanding that the work of another has qualified everyone everywhere if they could just see it and believe it and understand the beauty of the love of the Lamb. This is why I love the work in the nations. This is why I love the work in Beirut, Lebanon. You should have seen it this last weekend. We had a Kingdom Fiesta event, three consecutive nights, jam-packed, over a 1,000 people each night, just no, no, no room for people. And the Muslim Syrian refugees that gave their lives to Jesus always astonishes me because the gospel of the gift is so different. And uh, it's something we, we need to understand and behold and see. The beauty about the gift of Jesus from John 3.16 is part, partly connected to John 3.17. It says, God did not send the gift or his son into the world to condemn the world. With the gift of the Lamb of God, there is no condemnation attached to it. There's no virus that should pollute your mindset or pollute your worldview about you. I uh, received a, a call from my wife a few days ago when I came home from Beirut, and she had hit something on her computer, some email or something, and uh, it was kind of a virus thing that then locked her whole system down and everything. Have you ever had an email or something that you just hit something on and suddenly there was an attachment that brought destruction? The beauty of the Lamb of God is there are no attachments that bring condemnation, that bring fear, that bring judgment of any kind. Jesus, the gift of the Lamb of God, has done it all for you and he did it perfectly. He did a perfect work so God gave Jesus as a gift to you it's not Jesus plus your efforts to qualify it's Jesus or Christ alone God gave Jesus as a gift to you and then Jesus through our faith in receiving of his love and life we find ourselves not in ourselves we find ourselves in him and once we have the revelation of faith in Christ, in a righteousness that is by faith. We become transformed as we behold the beauty of who he is and something dynamic happens. We become a gift back to God. Jesus, when he prayed his high priestly prayer in John 17, he said, Father, I thank you for those you have given me and now I give them back to you. John 9, verse 10. What an amazing thing that we're gifted Back to God. I want you to know today, during this week, during this holy week, that you are gift-worthy, that God considers such value in you that Jesus gifted you to the Father. I like to think of myself as gift-worthy, that God would choose to present me to the Father holy, blameless, before him in love. It thrills my heart that I am gift-worthy because of the blood of the Lamb. And this is what we have to announce to people, God's view of them in Christ Jesus. Do you know uh, when Jesus met that little lady, the Samaritan woman, you remember that story? She didn't have a very good resume for spiritual things. Remember, Jesus met her at the well. She'd been married like five times. I bet she had a story or two. I wonder if she married all good guys or a couple of them were rascals the, the, the Bible doesn't say but I know the gift of God the Lamb of God in her presence never invalidated her life in any capacity not once instead he offered her a gift concept 
of life from a different source or a different substance. And the Bible says that faith really leaped in her heart and she received his life and she began to talk about the good news. She went back to her village and she said, hey guys, remember, I met a man. And they said, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, I met a man. He told me everything about me. Is this not the Messiah? Is this not the Lamb of God? Is this not the one who is promised? And they believed on her. Notice the gift makes you speak because Jesus said to her, if you knew the gift of God and that the gospel is all of gift, you would ask of me and I would give to thee life from a different substance. I find that when I'm preaching the gospel in the nations of the world and you let people know it's the gospel of the gift, when the gift absolutely changes the way you think and changes the revelation of who you are. It moves you. It motivates you. It lets you go public. This lady went public with her faith without Bible school education. This lady went public about her faith without memorization of a Bible verse. This lady went public in a powerful way with a revelation of the gift of the Lamb of God. And friends, I believe that when we're so saturated with the love of the Father, when we believe that God loves us completely, that God favors us abundantly, that God blesses us eternally, it makes us want to announce the news and come alongside others and be a gift to them. This is the beauty of the gospel to me. We're gifts to the world. God gave Jesus as a gift to us, but Jesus in his transforming life through us allows us to be a gift to the world. See, this is why I think your life and my life collectively and even individually has such tremendous significance. You and I are a gift to our world. And this is why I think it's important that we see ourselves not only as Regifted back to the Father with his love and life and acceptance. But while we're in this earth arena, in our earth suit, we understand that we bring his life to all those around us. We are gifts to the world. 1 Peter 4.10 says it this way. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, hey, good looking, you're gifted. You're, you're a gift to me or I'm a gift to you. Yeah. You're a gift to the world. You're a gift to the world. You have to believe God's view of you is the truth of you. You have to believe that God, your father, sees you according to your reconciled innocence. You have to believe that your sins have been forgiven by God. Your sins have been forgotten by God. And you're energized to live according to his life. And when you cooperate with the life of the Spirit, you understand that you are the answer in the earth arena. You are the solution where there's chaos and pain. You are the answer in the mystery of Christ to a world that's extremely troubled extremely turbulent and we need people who can rise up in the beauty of the lamb of god and announce the truth of god's view of others around us with the beauty of what jesus has done so again first peter 4 10 is each one of you has received a gift minister it to one another minister it to one another in other words you don't just hold the beauty of the lamb 
quietly in your mind or in your heart, you minister it to one another. I, I, I think this little lady at the well, man, the Samaritan little lady, I mean, she, she was from the wrong tribe according to the customs of the day. The Jews didn't have, you know, good relationships with the Samaritans. There's all kinds of racism issues and seeing things according to the flesh. But the Lamb of God changes everything. And when you have your heart captured by the love of the Lamb of God, something grabs you and moves you. Listen, friends, I don't do mission stuff around the world just to have something to do. I don't do something just to, just to say I did something. I do something. I love my life to be interrupted with assignments from the Father. It's beautiful. It's beautiful if you can let the gift grab you. It's beautiful when the love of the Lamb so grips you, you can't define it. You don't have the words for it, but it propels you. If you believe that, give the Lord a shout. Can you do that this morning? Hallelujah. It's good news. Hey, let me show you something that I'm really excited about. I know your pastor's excited about this too. We believe in planting churches. We believe in community. We believe in people touching one another and hugging one another and caring one for another. I love technologies and thank God for all the ways we can receive. But there's something about community that's so important and so powerful. You know, when I was in the Middle East, there was something about being among all the refugees and hugging them and holding them and seeing our campus filled with Muslim people. And yet there are Muslims who have a professing, believing faith in Christ. It's, it's so ironic. I had a couple American pastors with me that just shook their hood, heads. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. People, you know, dressed in all the Muslim cultural ways and yet filled with the Spirit, excited about the Lamb of God. It's powerful. God wants to do something in tough places. I said God wants to do something in tough places. God wants to do something in tough places. Another tough place that I've worked for the last 25 years about is in the Philippines. We built a campus over there many years ago, a mutual faith campus. We did a lot of media, television, stuff like that. But it's a Muslim area, stronghold of, there's a lot of ISIS issues, a lot of, you know, Islamic terrorism type stuff. And it's the, actually it's the village, the town, is where Manny Pacquiao's from, those of you who are, are fight fans, boxing fans, that Manny Pacquiao's from this, this town, General Santos City where our headquarters is. But just right before I went to uh, Beirut, you know, three, four weeks ago, whenever it was, one of our children at our, at our life home was abducted by ISIS, about a six-year-old kid. And uh, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's not bad to be reduced to nothing but the love of the Father where you trust the mystery of the working of the Spirit when you can't control anything at all. And uh, God in his mercy rescued this child the next day through a big storm and brought chaos in this, 
in this, uh, in this forest where he was held captive with all these other kids. And all the kids split, ran for their lives in the dark at night, and he was separated from everybody else. He was found the next day and uh, taken to the police, and the police re re restored him to our campus. And, of course, they told me, and my heart had peace because, you know, you always feel so responsible for everything. But this is the kind of area that we're in. It's, it's tough. But this is why I love to be there and go to the villages. Muslim villages need a, need a living witness. They need a, they need a church with a pastor who's, who's trained somewhat in the gospel who can announce the news of the gift, the gift of the love of the Lamb of God. And so let me just show you. We're doing uh, Philippine church plants. There's going to be five of them. I announced this uh, to your pastors, and it stirred your pastor's house. So the village of Latin, these are the pastor's names. They've all been trained by us, and they're in villages that have challenges, all these little villages, all these little places. In fact, let me show you one of the villages. Let's go to this next picture if we can. This is one of the little churches. See this guy, in the, Johnny, he's my team leader on the far left. The good-looking guy on the right, do you know who that is? I said, the good-looking guy on the right, do you know who that is? You know, Gary, I thought this was a place of great faith, you know, where people just... Anyway, man, I didn't know my... That's just the sunlight that makes my hair that gray. Anyway, I, I'm really, I'm really dark-headed. Do you know this guy in the middle? He's our pastor. Do you know he was a Muslim terrorist? And you know what? The love of the Lamb of God, the gift of God in Christ, changes all things, makes all things new. He was trained. So this is a little uh, church we built many, many years ago now. And the fruit of that little place is phenomenal. And do you know how much it costs? $2,200 to build a church, cement floor, chairs, this, all, the, you know, metal roof, all these kind of things. $2,200. And this is the little project we're doing now with these five churches, raising $2,200 per church. Isn't that amazing? To have influence. So let's go to the next picture again. So every year we do big Thanksgiving festivals. See the front end of that beautiful hog? That hog was devoured. Hallelujah. We took dominion. We believe in victory. So the big pig roast you can see there. But we feed, we feed who's ever in the village. And, of course, there's a mosque in the village, but now there's a church. And we have somebody there who understands culture, who understands religious worldview, who announces the revelation of the gift. Because the gift of God is indescribable. But you know when it's got you. You know when the gift of the Lamb of God grabs you deeply. And it's so precious and so very, very powerful. Let's go to the next picture if we can. We host all these pastors every year for big events. This is at our main campus. You know, over a thousand people come for these big celebrations and things. Let's go to the next uh, picture if we can. This is on one of the sites. Me talking with Johnny, us building another campus. Some of them have more block in their structures than others. Let's go to the next picture if we can. This is another one of the villages where we built a, one of the churches. This is similar to the type of churches of the five cities, the five villages that we've announced that we're doing. And then let me just show you this uh, next picture. This is Latin. This is the first church in the list. This picture just got to me a couple of days ago. So this is the process. This is going to be a little bigger environment, uh, you know, a little more money, of course, than the, these smaller places. 
but this is going to be very, very, very exciting to have somebody in these places that doesn't know Jesus just from a religious worldview, but somebody that knows the Lamb of God as a gift that pre-approves them for heaven, that pre-approves them with the life of the Father. It's a beautiful thing. So this is in the village of Latan, and uh, that's what we're working on right now. It's going to come up in Jesus' name. And then the next uh, little uh, picture here is our main campus. Uh, this is on our uh, main campus in General Santos City. That's our main building. Then we have a TV studio. We have a housing. Then we have an orphanage. And it's, it's, a, big, it's a big campus that we're building a number of things there. But what I had wanted to talk to you about today was the importance of having people in a place that know they're gifted and know they're a gift to the world and want to minister it to somebody else. See, I believe all of us need to go public somehow. See, this is the perfect week for you to let the gift so stir you. You announce the news of the gift and invite somebody for Easter service, Resurrection Sunday service. It's important that we announce to people the view of the Father of them in Christ. That's the only way, friend, you'll ever like yourself, by the way. You'll never like yourself if you know yourself according to your flesh. That's why this gospel preacher has no confidence in the flesh, none. I want to be found in him, not having my own righteousness based on me, but righteousness based on the Lamb of God. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. So this is a beautiful thing. Let's go to that next picture. I think I had a picture of the little, the little guy that was rescued. And this guy, he was the guy that was kidnapped by the ISIS people. And uh, thank God, man. They said, I should read you the text, man. They said they caught him. He was wet. He smelled like a dead rat. You know, it was just terrible. And he just kept eating and eating and eating and eating when he was found. But let's give the Lord praise. That little guy was rescued. Amen? That's good news. It's good news. The love of God in Christ is uh, his everything. I tell you, I, uh, I don't know how to describe the gift. It's indescribable to me. But I know it's got me. It moves me. You know, the, the love of the Lamb makes me do things I would never do on my own. Because I just don't care that much on my own. I just don't. But the love of God, I am redeemed. And so are you. We can be gifts to the world. We can bless our world with the finished work of Jesus and announce the news of the beauty of the Lamb. Are you all glad today that you heard the word? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Pastor Gary, come. I'm calling your pastor up because you know I keep crying and maybe he can slap me on the back and I can, I can stop. Hey, put your hands over your heart. Let God love you. And just shut your eyes. And in your own way, you don't need no fancy words. In your own way, just tell the Lord, I receive your love. I receive your love.
I receive the gift. I receive the gift of righteousness. I receive the beauty of the truth of me that's in Christ. And I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you can rest in the Father's love. You don't got to work at this. You don't got to try to be something. You can just be you. You know, when Jesus met the woman at the well, I know some stories. He corrected people, like the woman caught in the act of adultery and said, go and sin no more. You know, Jesus never told a woman nothing about her sin. Not the woman at the well. The gift can change people, friend. The gift can change people. You don't have to be harsh on nobody. When I'm in the Middle East, I don't tell anybody what's wrong with their religion. I tell everybody what's right about the lamb. I tell everybody what's right about the gift. I would rather have a gift mindset with the Father than anything. My identity is in the gift. God gave Jesus as a gift to you, friend. Believe it. And God gave you as a gift to others. Use your gifts. Love somebody. Bless somebody. Surprise somebody. Extend mercy to somebody. Give somebody favor. Father, thank you for this great church. Thank you for these precious people. I bless every family. Those who've never had a believing moment, let them believe and receive of your life and love now in the name of Jesus. And those of you, Father, that uh, you, th those in our midst that just need to be stirred to go public in a great way, to utilize their life to love others, motivate them and show them sovereignly and supernaturally in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Give your pastor a big hand clap. Can you do that? Okay. I'm going to have Keith stay here just a couple of minutes. I want to ask him a couple of questions. How, how many years have you and Heidi been doing missions work now? We started Mutual Faith. I started missions in 1979 after I graduated from Azusa Pacific. So I worked with an African organization from September of 79 when I was young, young, 22, 21. Then, uh, and then I worked five years for them in 1984. The last year with that organization, Heidi and I were married. And we lived in Africa in the Middle East for our first year of marriage. And then I was so stirring with this concept of mutual faith that I came back to America, 1984, and I bought an old car for $3,600, drove around America for six months. And I said, God, just tell people I got something in my heart that's useful for someone. And God brought pastors that loved me enough to help me. And this church has been one since the, the 80s, really. So it's amazing to me. We've been connected here when it was New Covenant. Yes, all those back, years. Way back to the 80s, 80s, a long time. A long time. A long yeah, time. It's amazing. A long time. Uh, you know, I was, I was listening to all that you were sharing about the Philippines. Yes. You really do believe in assignments from God. I do. And you know what's interesting, Gary, is it's not like I've ever had a plan. I know management people and vision people that talk about five year, 10 year. I did that like the first year, and I realized that my life is one of interruptions. You know, Jesus. When he saw the woman at the well, it wasn't on his daily agenda. He, he needed to go through there, but it was an interruption. And I find many times the assignments we do, whether it's building churches or even buying Lebanon's campus, you know, in 2009 for a million dollars, 
I had no clue what I was doing. And, 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 and no money. And no money. <laughs> but you take, you take a, an assignment and suddenly you're, you're saturated with the love of God. And that's what's preserved me is the love of the Father. And, you know, I, I want to talk more about Philippines in a moment. But I, I want to make sure everybody kind of gets it in your heart. What's going on in Beirut mm. is interesting. I, I, know, I don't know how many of you really watch the news closely. The Middle East is a mess right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, all the Middle East. And Keith and Heidi have been dropped by God right down in Beirut, and they've got a great compound there. And you were talking about last week ministering to, to church leaders, right? Yes. From Egypt and Syria. And Syria. And, and Lebanon, yeah. And, and what's going on in Syria is just... Crazy, well, it? while we were there, that city, Afrin, fell. Okay, that's a Kurdish city in the north of Syria. The Turks came in, killed many of the people. And so the Kurdish people who were at our fiesta, you know, there's probably 50 Kurds or, or, or more there. You know, the place had like a 1,000 people. And they, they performed each night, the Kurdish people, in dancing and celebration. But we would pray. And, and the stories, the horror stories, are something I don't even know how to relate to, you know, because I've not been in these war zones. But these... These precious ones come with nothing. So we house them, we help them, we feed them, we clothe them. We do the best we can with the fish and loaves we have. But it's, it's, it's astounding to me. And, and yet, in the chaos, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's something beautiful about the love of God in a mess. And that helps me in my own life, in the, in the greater, you know, family tree of Hershey. You know, it's, it's problematic. So the love of God is, is, is my, my medicine, the, the, the living word. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. So at this conference that you just had, you're, or at the center there, yeah. you're not only ministering to refugees, many of them leaders are going back and into Syria and preaching the gospel. Absolutely. And what else happens, Pastor Gary, is a lot of the refugees that come that we take care of, you know, they're waiting for a way out because they don't have legal papers to stay in Lebanon. There's over a million Syrians there, so they have, they have no legal way out. So we help them with different consulates. So Canadian, Australian, U.S., Switzerland, Italian, whatever, you know, Norwegian, all the different countries that are taking refugees. So a lot of the people get saved filled with the love of the Father, filled with the Spirit, and then they're sent out. For example, this week, all of our praise and worship team, the, the, the best musicians that we had that we raised up, they're all going to Canada. Uh, Alberta, Canada has, has accepted a lot of them. So they got, they got their visas. So now what we do, at first it depressed the heck out of us because the church is always losing people and changing because you have to disciple people from nothing. But the beautiful thing is they're strong in the Lord, and now they're sent ones, see? So it becomes a mission-sending community, which is, which is beautiful. Yeah. So really, it's impacting the whole Middle East. It really is, and now Europe. And so all these people that are going in there, it's, it's, uh, it, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. You, you never could have planned it, you know? Now, one more thing. Talking about the Philippines yes. and the projects there. Um, we don't get a lot of news, headline news, about the Philippines and what's going on there. How, how difficult is it in the Philippines? Is it just areas where the, the Muslim and the ISIS threat is? Uh, tell me a little bit more about that so we can understand. Yeah, this. It's, it's more in pockets. You know, there's so many islands in the Philippines. We're in the very southernly most island called Mindanao. We're at the southern tip called General Santo City. So it's like the most southern point of the, of the islands of the Philippines. So that is a, that's a, a, a Muslim area. That's a strong Islamic thinking uh, environment. So 
what we're doing is, is you know, is cross, uh, you know, we're crossing up the, the worldview of certain people with, with, with a gift, you know, and with the gospel of the gift. But, but the hearts of people are so hungry. So in the main city, they've had bombings and stuff, but the problems are more in these villages. And that's why I think this village assignment is so important. And uh, our hope is to, like, build five or six churches every year. Right now we have about 22, I think it is. So we want to keep it going because all these people are trained in our Life Leadership Institute, which is a Bible school program that we started, you know, 25 years ago or something. And uh, they're trained. I mean, they're not scholars or anything, but they know, they know the beauty of the land. You know, they know the gospel. Of the, they, they know more than the... They know as much the, as we do. They know about... Well, I don't know about you, but uh, you, you are way up there in the realm. <laughs> You're, you're in the spiritual realms. You're, get, in the, you're in the heavenlies. I'm so But, yeah, it, it's, it's cool, though, because uh, these people are, are equipped and uh, they have a heart for these villages and do a great job. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things I love about you is mm. that we have in common is when God touches our hearts, we cry. Isn't that beautiful? It's a wonderful thing, Please isn't don't it? ever leave me. <laughs> I need somebody like you. Hey, give Thank Keith you. a good hand. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. We're, we're coming down to the conclusion of our service. Just a couple of minutes. Um, Keith and Heidi, thank you so much for being here today. We love you guys so much, and we're honored to be a part of what you're doing. And I know this church has partnered with them for many, many years now, and we've watched the ministry grow and, and bear so much fruit. But we were at their conference in L.A. in January, and Keith was showing all the different new projects they're taking on this year. And he showed these churches in the Philippines, and it really rang in my heart, and I felt like God touched my heart. Last year, we at the Bridge Church planted a church in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, just outside of Nairobi, a few miles. Uh, we built a church there. It, it cost us about $10,000 to build that one church. Nice structure, very nice. Ann and I are going to see it this summer, as a matter of fact. And we sent a whole team to do that. Because every year we take on one or two missions projects as a church. We have a missions fund. Some people give two missions funds, and then we do special projects as well. But when we were at their conference, I just felt that God dropped at my heart about these churches in the Philippines. And I thought, you know, if we can raise $10,000, and we raised a lot more than that, but if we can raise $10,000 to build a church in Nairobi, I think we can raise $11,000 to build five churches in the Philippines. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to promise Keith next month we're going to send you that check for $11,000. And what we're going to give you a chance to do is be a part of it. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In just a moment, we're going to give our tithe and our offerings unto the Lord. There are different ways you can give. We'll have it on the screen here in just a moment. Uh, if you want to commit over the next month, if you want to give a little bit each week, however you want to do it, by the end of April, I'm just going to ask you to join me Ann and I have already determined in our hearts what we're going to do. God's spoken to us. We want to be a big part of this. If you want to give to this, just add an extra offering and designate it for missions. 
You don't need to write anything else, just missions. It'll go into our missions fund. If we have extra money come in, we'll make sure that Mutual Faith and Keith and Heidi get it for other projects. But I believe God's called us to do this, and this is a season of generosity for the Bridge Church. So I want to thank you today. And as our ushers are preparing right now to receive our regular giving, if you want to give towards that today, just designate some of your offering towards missions. There are envelopes there. The other ways you can give online through texting and so forth. Just designate it in missions. If it's for missions, if it's regular tithes and offerings, designate it as such. And I guarantee you God will bless you for your giving today. Hey, one more time, give Keith and Heidi a great hand for being with us. We love you guys.